had some weirdness happening at the beginning, but it's okay. We're good. Um, I am Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea because you know I love me some tea per. And if you have some tea, you know what to do. Hit me up. Um, today I am just drinking water because water is water and I need to be hydrated. And that's what it is. So yeah. Is it generic water? I mean, it could be generic water. (laughs) 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 But yeah, that's it. Lonnie, I think you forgot to do the show intro. (laughs) Oh, I did. But you know what? We could have just went on. You didn't have to remind folks that I forgot. See, if I forget, we just keep it rolling. (laughs) But welcome to The Cup, the currently unnamed podcast where where we put the tea in reality and you get your, uh, you know, all of that stuff where we talk about, we do it. We put all of that real stuff in the reality world. So today we're talking about wrestling, money in the bank, period. I did my intro. Topher, on to you. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome. I am so glad to be back for Money in the Bank. So I wasn't able to be here last week at its full effect, but I watched Money in the Bank. I watched all three and a half hours that felt like it seemed to drag on at the end, but we will talk about that later. <laughs> I did not wait. And I am here drinking my Waterloo pineapple. <laughs> Fire. Very well. Uh, um, as always, uh, it's Wes. Uh, also drinking Waterloo. Uh, not sponsored, but should be. Uh, but I'm drinking lemon lime. Oh, uh, I also watched Money in the Bank and uh, all three and a half hours of it that dragged on. And we'll talk about that. So I'm also having a great time. Uh, and it, rounding out our lovely little panel of uh, celebrity guessers here today, uh, it is I, Brooke, the Brooke Hogan of the Cup, the queer college graduate who plays way too much fucking Smash Brothers. Although I really haven't been playing Smash a lot lately, so I might need to change that tagline. Um, lately, I've been playing SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 because I want to beat season mode. It's been a lovely time. Uh, and I'm drinking water. However, it is not generic water. It is from our lovely friends at McDonald's. So... Sure. And of course, hydration, very important. And I am over the moon after this delightful um, Money in the Bank pay-per-view with one of my favorite match results of all time. Hashtag lived it at three times. Absolutely. Um, And before we begin, I do have to shout out that even if you are drinking generic water, why do it from a garbage cup when you could do it from the cup? As Lana is showing, absolutely excellent cup. Go on Etsy. Get the cup. Our merch is sick, so you should have it. You know, I was just about to say that and remind folks, but Wes, I thank you for joining it for me. Because you know what? I feel like all of us should plug the the cup merch. I don't have to be the only one plugging the cup merch. Everybody plugs the cup merch. Why wouldn't we? The cup merch is fantastic. It's it's what it is. And I mean, us as wrestling fans, super fans, aficionados, we know a little bit of something about merch. I think we've all purchased some merch from time to time when it comes to being a wrestling fan. Now, we're going to get right into it, but I will say this, and I'm going to let the, the people know. I am on my game today. I am on my game today. I have done what needed to be done when it comes to the visuals of this show. I have, I'm ready 
I am Abel. We are going to talk in the order of the show. We are going to mention things as they happen. So nobody ruin anything because I have slides for that. So <laughs> we're going to jump right into it. I'm going to bring them up and uh, we're going to start talking about money in the bank, the match. Okay. Before we start, I'm, I'm, I know we usually do this at the end, but I want to do it at the beginning. I like to change things up a bit. We all talked about the three and a half hours of the show that we watched. Some mentioned of dragging at the end, which we'll talk about. But I want to see what overall, was it what you expected going into the show? Was this show what you expected it to be? For the most part, yes. I think there were a few things which we will get to that mm -hmm. were not expected. Mm -hmm. um, but outside of that, I really enjoyed Money in the Bank. I think this was probably... I don't care if this is a hot take. I think the show is better than Backlash. Um, so, now again, I'm aware that it's probably a hot take. Yeah. I love Backlash. It was a great card. But on the whole, I think I just enjoyed this card more. Okay. I did think this was better than expected. I did not think it was better than Backlash. I think um, me either. <laughs> uh, but that's because, you know, Backlash didn't, to me, you know, Backlash finished strong. Whereas this card was very, very strong. And then we got to the end and it pitted off. And there was a couple of lulls in, in the middle of it. But this was with all of the surprises, all of the unexpected success of each match. This was, this was way above expectations. Yep. Definitely feel like this card was front loaded. And uh, I will say, I think it delivered... I had said that this was either going to be really bad or really good. I think I was actually wrong. Uh, I think it hit somewhere in between for me. Um, I will say, though, we were so close. We were very close to me being exactly right. But we'll we'll uh, continue on to where I almost thought this match was was better than Backlash. I It was almost. It was like one or two matches away. Um, and also, just for the record, uh, because we are switching things up a bit in terms of uh, things in presentation-wise today, um, going to go ahead and announce it. The winner of Ring Gear of the Night Award for Money in the Bank 2023 is... Uh, oh, Santos Escobar! Yes. Santos Escobar! For sure. Second place by a very close vote was Liv Morgan with her Spice Girls uh, British attire. But I do have clear. to say, in I comparison would... to Mania, Backlash, and uh, basically every other pay-per-view we've had this year, I feel like Ring Gear was mid. Mm-hmm. I agree. I do. I think this was a mid win for Ring Gear. I, I was looking for more from everybody. I feel like my top three, of course, was Santos Escobar, Liv Morgan, with a very close by Selena Vega. I thought Selena Vega did it better in, in Backlash, but I expected her to do it way better in Backlash. But this one was actually really good, too. And because of the reference. I knew Not the to reference. mention, Selena Vega is also the only two-time ringer of the nine award winner this year so far. Mm -hmm. And also, the LWO now has three. So, no. no Two. Yeah, three, three, three. I was about to say, I thought Ray won, but no, Dominic did. So, they might um, not be winning titles. But at least they're running ring gear titles. Period. Just hey, like Zelina, the LWO. Keep, keep them coming. <laughs> I, I actually didn't get Zelina Vega's reference until I saw it on Twitter. So I, that kind of like, I did get Ronda Rousey's reference. 
<laughs> oh, West and I did not get it, and West is like a decently large anime fan, right? Love Bajin Rousey. Yeah, I am a huge anime fan, but I had no idea what that was. I thought it was some weird Masonic Lodge garbage. I'm like, what Freemason garbage is this? But I'm glad to know it wasn't a Freemason. It was a Free Majin. So that's all I need to know. <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump into the first match because I I know we were not expecting this match to be first. I didn't expect this match to be the first match of the night. That was not on my bingo card, but it was the men's money in the bank match. And I will say I was thoroughly entertained throughout this match. It was some good spots. It was some expected spots it was like okay yeah this is definitely has to happen like we know we're gonna see everybody like jump on logan paul because he ain't supposed to be there and then we're gonna see some great high flying from ricochet and some, you know some some bodies will be flying some carnage everywhere just kind of stuff so what y'all think about this match <clears throat> Charles, let's start with you. Okay, I thought the the Logan Paul's botchamania um, <laughs> was absolutely amazing. It is great to see this guy so flawed, um, but he recovered. He really did, you know. And it's when you have a spot that doesn't break, like when he did the fo- the frog splash onto the ladder, and the ladder did not break. Like that is way more painful than what it was meant to be. And then you do that Spanish fly, which I later found out uh, on Twitter from Logan Paul that. Ricochet carried that whole weight because the second that they, they 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 missed their footing and Logan's like, what do we do? What do we do? And Ricochet carried it forward. It looked dangerous. Everybody was okay. But it was nice to see a little bit of imperfection. Sometimes in these spot fests, I think those moments of imperfection make it almost that much better. Kind of like when Jeff Hardy went to go do the tightrope on the ladder at WrestleMania 7 and he like tripped and fell good we don't want this to look like Cirque du Soleil we want this to look like wrestling Mm -hmm. um LA Knight should have won this I was hoping for it I was rooting for it but Damian Priest I am very very excited to see where they take where they take it with him and already the tension in the judgment day that we've seen so far it's gonna be big so uh fun fact uh that uh tightrope spark with jeff hardy they practiced that like four times and he never nailed it in practice either um but regardless um so damien priest winning i'm kind of fine with um i think now that we're seeing where this is going with him and sin balor i'm more okay with it personally i was full board on the la not yeah train but um I don't know. I get it. I get why they did what they did here. I, it, 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 Priest was my second choice, so I'm okay with this. Um, what I want to talk about, though, is a spot that I feel like should be getting more recognition, but it's really not. Ricochet doing that four, the springboard 450 onto, was it Butch and Santos Escobar onto a ladder, um, which was very impressive to me. I love a good ladder bridge spot. We got like four of them in this thing. It was delightful. Um also, just in general, LA Knight's bump at the end, he took off the broken arrow, which was really just a modified hip toss, if we're being 100, um, was kind of, that looked really bad, but it, I don't think it was his fault. I think it was more just the way the bump got thrown over by Priest, and he just didn't correct. Um, and yeah, Nakamura really didn't do much in this, so I was kind of bummed for him, because the man is great. 
But yeah, good match on the whole. Yep, I uh, feel very same. It's actually uh, one of my favorite matches of the night. It just had really good spots, even if we had the Spanish fluke. Um, even with that, you know, it was just really, really entertaining. All the all the people there were entertaining. I loved the Logan Paul spots, uh, basically all of them, because who doesn't like watching six people beat up Logan Paul? Um, and then winner-wise, you know, I had talked about maybe two paths that this could go. And I will say I was popping off for this. I was I was in the desperate and dark times of thinking that Logan Paul would somehow win this match. So I'm very happy he didn't. And uh, I was even more happy to see Damian Priest win this. Um, and so it was fantastic. Yeah, I was happy that Damian Priest won. I was fine with that one. I was like, you know, he was definitely somebody. I was like, I agree with you, Wes. I said if, if something crazy stupid was going to happen, it was going to be Logan Paul, which, eh. But if they wanted to make the right decision, it needs to be either Damian Priest or LA Knight. I wanted LA Knight to win. I felt like the, the, the crowd wanted LA Knight to win. But I feel like this was the right choice because of what story is to come from this is a, you know, could be a bigger story than what LA Knight having this contract would be. And if we think about what Triple H said about LA Knight in the press conference, he was like, I, I think he was kind of foreshadowing to maybe something coming down the line for LA Knight. So I don't think he necessarily needed this money in the bank, but they needed a story with this money in the bank. And so that's why Damian Priest was the better option. And it makes sense. And I, I, I'm i down with it. Not mad yeah. at it at all. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, Lana, because with uh, giving Damian Priest this Priest case, uh, like Damian Priest now can do something which to me, he was just floundering before. Mm -hmm. There was nothing for him. And let's be honest, how because of how over LA Knight is right now, guys, he could do any match, have any challenge, and the people are behind him at this moment. Did he even need the briefcase? And, you know, even after this match, I was like, ah, oh, he really didn't. And he still doesn't. And so I think that they made an exceptional call. Mm -hmm. It's probably... Say the idea of him not needing the briefcase sure maybe he didn't need the briefcase i think him having the briefcase would have been nice though uh and it would have been fun i we don't really get a lot of fun with money in the bank the past couple of years we haven't like i don't know like fun wins to me are more like subverting storyline expectation we don't really get those very often except in the men's at least we've gotten them with the women a few times but i don't know Personally, I think Ellen Knight would still be a better choice, but I'm not mad that they picked Damian Priest. I also think uh, Pete Butch Dunn, uh, kudos in that match as well. I don't, none of us mentioned him, and he did a phenomenal job. I was watching with my seven-year-old nephew, and uh, when he, he was doing the joint manipulation, he was like, did he just break his fingers? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think Lewis posted something on the Discord, though. Totally missed opportunity to just let him go by Pete Dunn again. This oh. this, this would have been the perfect time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, can't win it. I, I, honestly, I think I disagree with you on one thing, Brooke. I think this could be a fun win. And I think this could be a fun reign for Damian Priest to have this title. It's going to be dark, but it can be fun because – this whole thing with him and Finn Balor and them already having some tensions. I mean, this might be the the breakdown of Judgment Day, sure. 
because I think it might be coming to an at some point the end or somebody's leaving. I mean, they all got tattoos and friend didn't like mm, this is saying something to me. Like even real out of the ring stuff is saying stuff to me. So I feel like this could be the like the beginning of the end of the judgment day as we know it. Uh, unless they add some other people in, which is fine too. Like they replace Edge with Finn, so then Finn can go, and then somebody else can come in, and somebody Rhea's pretty much running Judgment, <laughs> judgment Day anyway. Don't you mean her Dom Dom? Well, you know, <laughs> Dom Dom the sub sub. You know, I'm just right, right. So <sighs> I don't know. I just think it, I still think it'd be a fun and interesting story with him in this briefcase, but maybe not as fun as LA Knight. Sure. Um, also, other pitch going around right now is that LA Knight could be taking the US title off Theory at SummerSlam. I yes, be down with that. I'll be down yes, with that. Please. I will be down with that. Moving on to the tag team, women's tag team match. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Now, this match to me, I was ready to be like, let me go get my snacks. Let me go to the bathroom. Let me go do anything else but watch this match because I did not care. Not because of Liv and Ra Raquel, not even because of Shayna, but because of Rhonda. Although I am not still like that. I don't hate Rhonda like that, right? I'm not like, but I still I do think she's a little like it's a little much. Like this is a little much, and so I'm kind. I was kind of like, all right, but I stayed and I watched. I didn't go get up. I watched the match, and uh, yeah, I was stunned of the results of what happened. I was stunned how it happened. I did not see that coming from Shayna Baszler. Um, the match overall was a decent match, I guess. It was sure for what it was. I think the results made it better than what it was because if it was just a regular match and the outcome was what we all thought it was going to be, then it would have been like, yeah, I should have went and got my popcorn because boo. But because of the way it happened and Shayna turning on Ronda Rousey, and costing them the match, giving the titles, literally giving the titles back to Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, because that's literally what happened. It wasn't, I mean, I love Liv and Raquel, but this was just given to them, given right back to them because Shane had enough of Ronda Rousey, which I am at it. I am at it. Now, and I think Liv and Raquel is going to do great things with the belt, but be all honest, they were giving this title back. So, <laughs> so I just want to say, there are there have been a few times on this podcast where one or all of us have perfectly called exactly how a match will end. Uh, it happened in that triple threat with Austin Theory, Bronson Reed, and Bobby Lashley a mm -hmm. while back. Uh, it's happened a few times across the the pond. However, this is the first time, in, if I am correct, that I have been the only one. <laughs> <laughs> to nail a match on a tee, throw the dart, smack it straight in the center of that bullseye. When did you say Shayna was going to turn on Ronda? My verbatim quote from the prediction was <laughs> allegedly they're trying to turn Ronda face and that they're going to have a match in a feud into SummerSlam 
and they're going to have a breakup at Money in the Bank, and Ra- and Liv and Raquel are going to win. Um, I Ra- must not be paying attention to you when you talk, because I don't remember you saying that. And then Wesley sent me five bucks uh, that Shannon and Ronda were going to win. Yeah, which, now remember the bet. Yeah. I hope and you he, got your five dollars. And he did um, comply with the five dollars he bought me McAdoo's the other day. So thank you, Chief. Best um, five dollars I've ever spent. I mean, <laughs> um, but I will say a couple of big spots in this match that I really loved. Um, I just loved. I, I, this is stupid. I'm going to be praising Ronda here. I'm sorry. Ronda's cell of oblivion at the end of the match was fantastic. And I'm not going to take that away from her. Mm. Arguably one of the best cells we've had since Becky Lynch took that move a couple years ago. Um, you have that. You have the always wonderful Raquel powerbomb throwing Liv over the top rope spot that I love beyond words. Um, and of course, the headline on my profile on this uh, episode of The Cup, Liv pin Ronda again. Liv is now the only person who has pinned Ronda Rousey three times and uh, that means if you go based on technicality Liv Morgan has a winning record on Ronda Rousey and that is all that matters. Mm -hmm. Liv Morgan must have something on Ronda that Ronda's just like, yes Liv littlest girl (laughs) in the locker room I am willing to make you look strong every time (laughs) nobody else but you. Just you. Um, no, I, I really think I, I, well, I got up and I went to the bathroom during this match and then I came back and when I came back, Shayna Baszler was, you know, had the choke on to Ronda Rousey and I was shocked, but here's what I'm hoping happens, right? What I'm hoping is that they think they're turning Ronda Rousey face and to turn Ronda Rousey face, what they're going to do is they're going to make Shayna Baszler the NXT Shayna Baszler that we all know and love. And it is inadvertently going to have an adverse effect and we will actually be cheering Shayna Baszler (laughs) at SummerSlam. Um, At least I know I will be. And I hope that this catapults Shayna Baszler into being able to have matches with the, you know, elite four women and we can see some new fresh blood in the women's division and have good storylines and have something very refreshing going forward for SummerSlam. I completely agree, Toph, because I will be honest with you all. Shanna Baszler be- could become a cardboard cutout of a hollow form of her previous self. And I will still be rooting her against uh, anything to do with Rhonda. So Of course, I have those sentiments as well, but they really do have an opportunity to take Rhonda's mini-me, which shouldn't have happened to her, but did, and take her into her own spotlight Mm -hmm. at the expense of Rhonda because Rhonda is not over anyway, you know? So this is, this is a, this was a perfect decision. Uh, I could not be happier. I was so, uh, it was just unbelievable to me that they decided to give it back to one of my favorite new tag teams. Uh, just in wrestling period. I really love this tag team. Um, Raquel wasn't a huge fan of her by herself. Liv wasn't a huge fan of her by myself, but together I really enjoy them as a unit. And so I'm very happy to see them succeed and to see Ronda Rousey lose. So um, Another thing that I have been waiting to tell Wes on the pod so that way we could have the reaction recorded um, is that allegedly Ronda's contract is coming up remarkably soon. And she has told the company she will be taking a decent amount of time off. Uh, Ten years? 
permanently per- permanently what permanently yeah um but it has been referred to on the wrestling media as a hard out uh in that she is not under any contract contractual obligation after that and she is not planning on resigning anytime soon immediately um so maybe Shayna will get rub on the way out by Ronda. I would love that. I think Shayna could use it, especially since, I mean, let's be real. She's been kind of neutered from top to bottom since she came up to the main roster. Um, granted, she is a three-time women's tag champ. But outside of that, and let's be clear, WWE has never cared about this tag belts. Like, seriously, up until arguably, like, April, I mean it doesn't feel like much. And I do worry that Shayna won't win against Ronda and they want to keep Ronda happy, but I don't know. Triple H is booking this. So maybe not. I, I mean, I feel like Shayna deserves better than what they did to her. Like, how do you take someone who was so dominant in NXT, bring them up to the main roster and then silence them so much to the point, like, we saw Shayna when she first got in that elimination chamber. She was dominating the elimination chamber. She was killing them girls. Like I thought some of them were dead after she threw them against that thing. It was like she's killing these girls. And then she still don't win. It's like she should have been champion a long time ago. I think it's 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 a disservice. It's a disservice for for somebody of Shayna's talent and caliber to not rise but we've seen that how they do women in the division anyway so hopefully hopefully Rhonda on her way out will take that to help use it to build Shayna up so when she leaves and Shayna still has to be there she could leave knowing that she helped her friend who helped her get into this business go to the next level in her career because absolutely i mean who wouldn't be down to see a you know a basler push i know i would be i know everyone here on the podcast is probably into that i also have to make a prediction here because before we move on i think that raquel and Liv will be able to do for these belts what gunther has done for the ic title not to that extent maybe perhaps but what sasha banks and naomi could have done for these titles i think Liv and raquel are going to get their shot they were on fire before when they were the champs. Then, of course, Liv got injured and had to take a break, and so they had to refugiate, uh, you know, remove those titles. But now that they're back on the right hands, I really do see them giving them a really good tag team push and elevating these tag team belts through these two. I feel like they will have these belts at the absolute latest until TLC. Um, I do not see them having them into Marble into Mania weekend, uh, mainly because I have a specific pick for the Royal Rumble winner this year, and she happens to be a member of this tag team, so I cannot, in good conscience, say that they will have the belts at, at the Rumble. But you always say Liv is going to win the Royal I Rumble. Didn't say that. I didn't say that. I don't think the winner I is the women's Rumble. I don't think the women's Rumble is no. between Liv or Raquel. It's not. They're not. We shall see. That's, we'll see, though. Let's move on. To Gunther, speaking of Gunther, Gunther and Riddle, this match, not what I wanted. I wanted more. I expected more because Gunther's matches in the past have been so phenomenal that I was waiting for phenomenal. 
you know, I was I was I was looking for something. Not that it was a bad match. It wasn't a bad match by any means, but it just wasn't as as good as I wanted it to be. Like it, it, it felt like a little something was off. I don't know if it's Riddle because it can't be Gunther because Gunther be doing all amazing matches. It gotta be Riddle. I say it gotta be Riddle, but it just wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. It felt like it lacked a little something, something. But I still love the way Samantha announces uh, Gunther and Imperial. <laughs> but <laughs> I think she's the best. I, I know we say it every time on mm-hmm. every podcast. But I just love Samantha Irving and the way she announced them. But yeah, this match lacked something for me. Is it, it was it just me, or is it anybody else agree with that? Um, it was probably Matt Riddle's uh, man braids. I don't know what was going <laughs> on there. I was like, he must have done this for a specific spot. Walter <laughs> is going to trunchbull him up and over the bars. <laughs> like that's what's coming. Listen, Toph. Listen, I can actually tell you why I think Matt Riddle had those braids. What? If any of you watched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Fire. Miles Morales, right? A super big character right now. Uh, spoilers, spoilers for people who watch Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, he had this hairstyle for a very significant reason. And so I, and it was the exact same haircut, exact same style. So I think that he might have been doing a shout out to Across the Spider-Verse. Really good movie out right now. Yes. Um, which is kind of problematic. But whatever, it's cool. Uh, he I mean, did his thing and got squashed. His his finishing move is called the Bo Derek, which is based off of Bo Derek, who problematically um, appropriated brains. So you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a circle yeah. goes full circle. But I agree with you, Lana. It was it was just there for me, and I don't know if it was still coming off hot of the men's you know thing. If I was like, I I, I hadn't gotten back up yet. Uh, but I think that maybe they weren't giving it their all because they were saving the energy, right? Like a good storyteller, the the end of the story is not their match, which we'll get to momentarily. But like the end of the story was not the end of their match. Mm-hmm. And Gunther is a professional and Gunther understands how to tell stories. And so he held off and he was a lot lighter and clearly we're not going anywhere with this match. And steel, though, but Gunther and steel. <laughs> but yeah, I, y'all had, y'all talked about it because mm-hmm. I must say, personally, I really enjoyed the ending of this match. I mean, we'll we'll talk about that too. But oh no, no, not the not the the oh. second, what happened after the match, the actual ending. Um, oh. I I was talking to Wes during the match because we were watching together, us and two of our friends. And I leaned over to him. I said, I want Gunther to make him tap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we have seen Gunther retain this belt in a lot of ways. I don't think he's retained by submission. If he has, it's been a while. Um, but, and, you know, Riddle has a bit of a, like, reputation as, like, a submission guy with the strikes. And he was an MMA guy before this. Mm-hmm. So when he made him tap out with that heel hook. I looked at Wes and I'm like, oh my God, this man's breaking the record. And we've talked about it before. We're pretty sure he's going to end up breaking the record. Mm-hmm. But every time he wins, it makes me just a little bit more certain. Because I don't feel like they're going to let him get this close and then let him miss out on it. Yeah. Um, you know, Randy Savage, that number for number two is coming in closer and closer every day. And I, 
I cannot wait until about three months from now when I can look, we can all look at each other and say, this is the longest reigning IC champ. Mm -hmm. First time this belt has meant anything in like, what, since 2016 with the Miz and Dolph Ziggler feud. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, it has been delightful watching. Mm -hmm. So happily we've gotten to experience it. Yep. And we're talking about numbers, right? We're talking about days until, well, I have a number for you all. Okay. And that number is seven minutes and 45 seconds. Let's go. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Listen, I had said under seven. Maybe I was a little optimistic, but it was still the shortest on the card with only 45 seconds over. So mm-hmm. this was a squash. It's exactly what I thought it yep. would be. Absolute. And I have to be honest, was it like kind of middling of the pack? Yes. Could I have slept through it because I already knew the result? <laughs> yes. Was it still fun to watch Gunther throw Matt Riddle around the ring? A little yes. bit. Yes. I, I'll be honest. You know, I enjoy watching Gunther retain his title more than I enjoy almost anything that Roman Reigns has done in the last year. And I just, I really enjoy Gunther. And if he is a icy title champ for the next three years, I'm down. (laughs) I'm down. I'm down for this to be ridiculous. Okay. And so I had a great time with this match, even though it was nothing to look at. Mm -hmm. I I just, you know, still watching Gunther. I think he's in a perfect place. I don't know what I would do with Gunther if I was managing him outside of this icy title run. So I think he's in a perfect place. Like I wouldn't want him contending Roman yet. I wouldn't want him, you know, like beating Austin Theory. That's too easy. So I think he's great just holding this icy title belt, giving it some stature. I love hearing some classical music and I love Samantha Irving. So this is great. God, that theme is so good. Yeah. We didn't get the introduction this time. No, we did not. We didn't get the full introduction. Did we get to hear Ludwig Kaiser do the introduction? Yes. Yes. So I'm okay with that. Um, on the subject of Samantha Irvin, because we probably won't bring her up again, because as much as we love her, we really only talk about her when we talk about Imperium. Mm-hmm. I have a new uh, Samantha Irvin introduction that I love. Uh, is it the same <laughs> one? I think it's the one that with the nothing. Is it, it who we think it is? Yes. Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. I love it. Did you I see- love it. The Samantha, are you watch? Do you guys watch the video clips of Samantha Irving doing that? Yes. Oh she does a lot on her Instagram. I'm telling y'all, you gotta follow her Instagram if you don't. She does all her backstage stuff and all the stuff where she's is so good. Like, she all the in the way she introduces people, I'm like, this woman loves what she does. I love that she loves what she does because she gives us differences with different wrestlers. I love it. I'm a fan, but it's. It's the Chelsea Green of it all. Yes, I love her. Chelsea Green. <laughs> Chelsea Green. So good. So good. But, but no, we have to mention it with the women's tag uh, belts match. But on Raw this past Monday, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville became the new number one contenders for this belts. Cool. Great. Keep the established tag teams running, please. Thank you. Yep. Cool. But the, something did happen in this match, well, after the match, that we weren't expecting to see, and that was the return of Drew McIntyre. Not did He did resign the contract because it was a, maybe he will, maybe he won't. He coming and he not coming. Well, it's obviously now Drew McIntyre is back, and he is coming for Gunther, which I am not mad at because I think a Drew McIntyre Gunther feud will be a really good feud and it will be something fun to watch. 
And I please do not yawn at that ever again. That wasn't an action. That wasn't a yawn at this. It was a baby yawn that I was trying not to. Like. Oh, I'm about to say, don't you give me that. Don't you <laughs> give me that in this time. Cause I don't think there's going to be a yawn feud. I think it's going to be a good feud. And yeah, I, I was excited to see Drew McIntyre back. I'm glad he decided to resign. <clears throat> very, very excited. And I love that. Like this is, this is, WWE is doing this thing where they're acknowledging the outside world. Uh, they've started doing this since Triple H was in charge, which I love it when like Michael Cole was like, the rumors are not true. He's staying here. Like right. they WWE knew what they were doing. They wanted it out that Drew McIntyre was possibly leaving. And I think every bit of dirt sheets that reported it was reporting fake information that was leaked by WWE, which I love. I love it when the dirt sheets get, get it wrong and that WWE is actually like on top of their game with that. And I am excited for Drew McIntyre versus Gunther because it should have been one-on-one -on -one at WrestleMania, although it was still one of the best matches on the card, not taking that away, not taking away from Sheamus. But Gunther versus Drew McIntyre, one-on-one, -on -one, it is going to be match of the night at, at SummerSlam. I mean, me personally, I am excited about a Gunther uh, Drew McIntyre feud. I would have been fine with a Gunther Sheamus feud. Like, because I feel like they put out the best matches. And so I I am okay with either one. So let Drew get his shine and do his thing. And if he don't win, because we still think, I, I think Gunther's going to hold that and break the record. So if he don't win it, then Sheamus can step in and we can have another Sheamus Gunther feud right after that. And so we can keep the ball rolling because I feel like they just do really good matches together. I mean, they, of course they do. And we've seen it twice, you know, mm -hmm. one Magic Class at the Castle last year was phenomenal. Legitimately phenomenal. <laughs> which you guys are going to see that soon, hopefully. Um, but the other match we've seen with them with the triple threat with Drew, I didn't like it as much. I think it just didn't have as much time. And I think that's part of the problem. Um, personally, I am not like a Drew McIntyre stan account or anything. I think the guy's really talented. He's just not one of my personal favorites. Um, but he's a very talented wrestler and Gunther and him are going to have a fucking war and I can't wait. Yep, completely agree. Very hyped for Drew McIntyre to return. I wish, and this is a very selfish ask, but I wish he would have gone back to his old theme uh, for his return. That will never happen, but boy do I wish it could. Not selfish, um, the theme is great. <laughs> uh, I Listen, I like, I like a little sword slash and then a lot of instrumental music, but man, I do miss the old one. Um, and hopefully we're going to get to see some old classic Drew, uh, and then, you know, not like too old though. I don't need like three MB Drew. I was about to say, don't again. go back to three MB. Not, not that old, but you know, good back to, to, you know, the original foundation of we're going to see Gunther. We're going to see Drew McIntyre. We're going to see a banger after banger after banger. So this is great. Not feeling Seamus' catchphrase for this match. Me. Honestly, I would like to see Drew lose at SummerSlam and then become a heel. I think heel Drew McIntyre was what got him over with the WWE crowd, and I think to the resurgence that he needs. He's just not uh, shaking hands, even though I have shaken his hand one time, uh, and kissing baby type of guy. Um, selfishly for me, and this is for me, as long as he looks like that, he can do whatever he wants to do because that man is one fine, fine man, period. So that's just me being the girl in the cast. I got to look at the men because they're gorgeous. 
All right. Well, also, before we continue, one more thing about McIntyre and get through this whole feud. Mm-hmm. It's like we're getting McIntyre Riddle versus Imperium. And, you know, to Randy me, Orton. it seems like th- that McIntyre and Riddle, they need a third. <laughs> missing a third man. Randy Orton. I, I wonder who it could be. I mean, truly. <laughs> Randy Orton. <laughs> I really wonder. I don't know who it could be. Randy Orton. <laughs> I mean, ideas, thoughts, anybody we kind of might. You know, maybe? I don't really have any. Um, yeah, me, me neither. I don't. Randy Orton. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> but you know how we just get portion of the podcast. Right, right. <laughs> okay, we're done. All right. Moving on, because I'll stay there all night. Moving on to the next match. Dum dum, dum dum, dirty, dum, dum, dirty dom, dirty dom, <laughs> dirty dom and stereo. The Cody Rhodes and Dirty Dom. You know, guys, wasn't this the best little raw interlude to Money the Bank? <laughs> you shut your mouth right now. <laughs> Because Dominic Mysterio is the most entertaining superstar in all of wrestling in the last five years. All right, Rhea. All right. Okay, all right. okay. Mommy. Did you calm see the way he caught that kiss and threw it away on Raw? Mommy, calm down. Relax. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just saying this was eight and a half minutes that could have been spent elsewhere. How did they give them a longer match than they gave Gunther and Riddle? Like, what? Like, come on. This should have been seven minutes and 45 seconds. Like, seriously. Or maybe you could have, I don't know, cut this match or maybe. Completely. Listen, listen. Okay, I have to, no, I have to put my foot down. I have to put my foot down. I really enjoy, shout out to the World Chase Tag Championships, okay? And this was an excellent entry into the world tag championships because listen chase tag is a sport and dominic should try out this was thrilling to watch him run away under the ring and then guess what oh above the ring up and then under the ring again listen i can't think of anything that was more exciting i mean truly dominic is channeling his inner john morrison the parkour was everything Uh, it was two minutes and 30 seconds of him not getting tagged guys just saying yeah he he had so many evasions, so many evasions. <laughs> Do- Dominic Mysterio is the epitome of a chicken shit heel. He yes. is exactly what like so many superstars are afraid to be. You have too many superstars that come out and they want to be the cool, they want to get the cool heat muchacho, you know, they want to get that. They want to get like the oh, I'm a heel and I'm unbeatable heat. No, Dominic Mysterio knows his lane and he stays in it and excels he has he is he he is an early triple h he has the women's bodyguard who's bigger than him he's got the freaking the ability on the mic he's he's scared and he's running away when he needs to yeah like he is all of the best heels he is like Bobby the brain Heenan mixed with triple h mixed with rick flair mixed with a little bit of eddie guerrero and the miz and the miz and the miz and all the best friends of the miz mm-hmm. because on. remember when the miz first got there 
he was that chicken, like you said, that heel that would run away and would do yes. some. And then when Maurice came, especially after him and Maurice got together and they were doing that whole it couple thing, he was putting Maurice in front of him and run and let. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not disagreeing with you, Topher. I, I, I just want to ask a quick question. Did you just compare Dominic Mysterio to Bobby Heenan? Yes, it makes sense. Yes. Do you know Bobby Heenan was the biggest weasel in the world? That was he was the snakiest and the slickiest snake ever. He was a manager. You couldn't touch him. You couldn't touch him. And then when you did, you put a weasel suit on him. And that's what this match was. And it was everything. And then Cody finally caught him. We didn't have any false finishes. There wasn't any like craziness like that it was boom finally caught him finisher cody cutter the fucking crossroads and it's done sorry i mean to curse and it's done it's okay like, <laughs> this this was everything it was meant to be and listen. it was entertaining were you Are, not entertained were you not entertained? Listen, you're right tofer i do have to say though carlito would spit in dominic mysterio's face but more power to him great match i enjoyed it uh tofer to answer your question no i was not entertained <laughs> I was entertained, but I did not want to be entertained. That was the thing. I didn't want to be because I found this match to be so like I was rolling my eyes all the times he ran and hid and ran. And I was like, oh, would you just come on? But the whole time I was rolling my eyes, I was chuckling underneath. It was just like <laughs> so stupid like it was so stupid it was funny and that makes me and that annoys me because i agree with brooke like this would have been better on raw like this should have been a raw uh it match was, and call it, it i would have been entertained and called it a day but they took up a spot on money in the bank for this nonsense as stupid and funny as it was it i don't think it should have been on the card but it is what it is they did their match. Cody wins as he should, as everybody predicted. Nobody was like Dom is winning, unless, and I think we said Dom will only win if they were trying to do something big for the Judgment Day. Now, when they gave Damian Priest that briefcase, I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, no. <laughs> is this about to happen? But then when, when Cody won, I was like, okay, no. So, the yep. Judgment Day storyline is not as going to be as big. And I didn't think at that moment, I was like, what I want to happen probably is not going to happen. Yep. And <laughs> so. I will say at this moment, my uh, my Westradamus tingles, mm-hmm. they went off. They were mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe, maybe this is happening. And then the moment I saw the one, two, three, I'm like, nope, the Westradamus mm-hmm. is, is incorrect. Yep. Um, I will keep it a buck with you all. Um, Comparing this to another controversial pay-per-view match that has occurred at Night of Champions, that being, of course, the Natalia-Rhea Ripley match, um, I can respect that match because at least it didn't take up eight and a half minutes. Right. That this was like two extended, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was an extended squash. We can all agree on that. And when you're at Money in the Bank, which is being pushed as one of like the bigger pay-per-views of the year and has been for like the better part of half a decade now, like... There were other matches that could have benefited from this time or other matches that could have taken place. I would have loved to see uh, 
um, Oscar versus Charlotte Flair at Money in the Bank, even if it was like short and it got interrupted by Bianca, right? To set up for SummerSlam because that feud has been great, but we're not seeing it. We didn't get a single women's singles belt defended on this pay per view. So, I mean, we got two women's matches total, and we got five for the men. Talked about it before. Book the women, please. Thank you. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think this match should have been on the card, but I will say that since it was there, it gave us the comedy relief of the night. It was kind of like, okay, this is going to be that filler match that we needed to cleanse our palates and get ready for some matches to come. So this was a palate cleanser. I'll take it. It is what it is. I'm not hating it. But, oh, I was still hit. Were you about to say something? Oh, uh, the only thing I can say about this match past what I've already stated is uh, kudos to Dominic Mysterio because he lasted longer than Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Oh, go, Dom. Riddle should have ran away more. Yeah, true. Should have ran a couple. Honestly, more. Matt Riddle should learn something from Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Of Dom, like he's very entertaining, but y'all. You hear that, Matt? Get a girlfriend. Oh. Well, that don't work out for you. Okay, anyway, we will not talk about real life issues. Moving on. Um, <laughs> but. That's all I have to say. Right. Um, <laughs> but this this match was this match. Now, before we get to the next match, we were granted with another Money in the Bank surprise that was not discussed. Nobody even thought rumors to happen. But then I was like, but why is this happening? But it happened anyway. John Cena John showed up. The champ is here. But we couldn't see him. But he was there. And he showed up to, to give some pumped up words to the crowd of London. And, and then he announced that how he feels like WrestleMania needs to be needs to come to London soon. Now to me, and this is to me, this just seems like, hey, John is in London. Let's while we're in London, let's get him here because we're about to announce in the next couple years that we're gonna bring WrestleMania to London. So we just need to bring John out to like hype the, the people of London and the UK and get them ready for when we announce that we're bringing WrestleMania to the UK in a couple of years. Oh yeah. WrestleMania 41 is happening in London. Hands down. <laughs> I, and, and I was shook. Was, John Cena's music was playing and I did not like, it's like I heard it and it was like in my brain, I was like, Oh John, John Cena. And then I was like, John Cena! I'm <laughs> <laughs> on my television right now! <laughs> I was like, in process, and it like hit, but then it like really hit. And I'm like, oh my god. And then giving the star to, you know, uh, Australian Survivor Season 4, uh, you know, Purple Edit, Grayson Waller. Um, giving him the rub, like, Grayson Waller is going to be big. Y'all just mark my words. We will see Grayson Waller main event at WrestleMania one day. 
And I think him coming out and having this with John Cena shows like the generosity of John Cena, because I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I do not think that in this same position, a Stone Cold or a Rock or even like most definitely a Hulk Hogan is not giving the rub to an almost nobody, right? Oh, and Topher, don't remind yourself. You remember that time that Batista, oh wait. Oh, yeah, not even. <laughs> yeah, no egos. No egos of that nature would right. ever do what John Cena did and does. So you know, love me some John Cena. I'm Hated him. I loved to hate him at the time, back in two thousand and six, two thousand five, like seven era. But he is my man. He will always be. I mean, he lost to Austin Theory. He let Austin Theory beat him. When we all know, we all know, John Cena, if if he wanted to, they would have gave him that win, and that would have just been it. But that shows the graciousness of John Cena and what he thinks about this business and how he wants people to be uplifted and elevated in in this. But go ahead, Brooke. You were chomping at the bit to say something. Yeah, I should I burst her all bubble or not? No. I, I have seen some tea as probably the most active on wrestling Twitter here. Uh, per our good friend Sean Ross Sapp over at Fightful, um, allegedly they are still in the bidding process for WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and London is not a contender for it. At the no, moment. I don't think it's gonna be because they just started. Parliament has just started talking about allowing WrestleMania into London. Yeah. So it's not happening in the next year or two. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I could see it happening maybe 42, possibly even 43, depending on how yeah. long we go. Uh, all I know is that 40 is going to be in Philadelphia. Yep. And 41 will probably be in the U.S. or Canada. And then after that, we'll see where it goes. If yeah. it does come to London one day, fantastic. Um, I, 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 do not object to, I do not object to a WrestleMania in London because then it will have a 2 o'clock or a 1 o'clock my time starting time. And that way, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, I'll be done. And we don't have to be up to 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock to watch. So I am okay with a UK seven, WrestleMania. And at 7, it can be just in time for us to start the reaction podcast. Period. period. And that is on period. Like, we literally could do that, which I would... We could go live right after WrestleMania, and it still won't take up all of our day and night to do that. So, And if you like that idea, period. let us know on social Comment. medias and buy the cup. Do period. it. Yeah. Um, and I would say we've seen in the past three pay-per-views, they've all been, I would say, international. Puerto Rico's, like, territory, but, you know, mm-hmm. they've been international. We've seen how these different crowds are reacting to WWE. Mm-hmm. They are so popular everywhere. I want them to keep going global. I mean, we know SummerSlam is going to be in Detroit. Cool. But, like, after that, you have carte blanche to go pretty much wherever you want. So I would love to see them keep expanding and going further and further away. I mean, Payback is also going to be in the U.S. I believe it's going to be in Pennsylvania. I think it's in Pittsburgh. But regardless. I'm okay with that. But, yeah, John Cena came out, gave us a little public service announcement, had a little... Tat to tat with Grayson Waller. And by the way, imagine this being anybody else. I don't know about you guys, but I was actually, I felt a little lifted after this John Cena spot, if you will. 
I don't know if this was, you know, Triple H, if this was John Laurinaitis, you know, like yeah. other people who could be announcing this garbage. No. I think if someone had to make the announcement, yeah, we could see a WrestleMania in London. I was super stoked that it was our boy JC. Yeah, I agree. I think I don't think a whole lot of people would have made us feel like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. I mean, and then like it would have been the people who it would have would have done it probably would have seemed out of character. Like Undertaker couldn't come out and make that announcement, and people be like that's so out of character for the Undertaker to come out just to announce that WrestleMania is going to try to go to London. That'd be so. This was in character for John Cena. Like he comes out, he hypes up the crowd, he gives his little pep talks and gives the pops. I think the only person, the other person who could have did something like that, like maybe a Mick Foley, because he loves the crowd pops, but like he's. Mick Foley is like, yeah, no. So John Cena was the perfect person to come out there and do that. The Rock, maybe, but The Rock ain't flying all the way to London just to say WrestleMania is going to be in London. He ain't doing that either. So, and if we see The Rock in that freaking ring and he does not wrestle, I will throw something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be upset. Be very upset. But we'll move on because, you know, there's actually more matches to happen. The women's money in the bank match happened and I personally was very happy with this match I wasn't disappointed I was very happy it was some really good spots it was some really good moments that I was like oh oh they, these ladies came to play they came to show that this is why you don't always have to put us first we can hold up a, a middle card we could hold you know and hold up a money in the bank match and it's a good match. I thought this was a good match. I felt like the ending <laughs> I kind of liked how they did that. I thought that was a good because we I, I thought like oh no Bailey just grew EO by knocking her off this ladder and this is what's gonna happen. They gonna actually give it to Bailey which we talked about was like should never happen. Yeah. And I was like, no, they're going to do this. And then Becky got to Bailey, and I'm like, okay, neither one of these ladies need this, this uh, briefcase right now. Don't give it to either one of them. I was very annoyed, but I was like, is this going to happen? But then when EO came with those handcuffs and handcuffed Bailey and Becky together and climbed over Bailey, I was just like, that's how it was supposed to be done. And I was very happy with this match, honestly. For me? Mm-hmm. Um, just for me personally. This is my favorite match of the entire card. Um, also, Icon ES guy. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things I want to call out. The Code Red that Zelina Vega hit. <sighs> okay. The Sunset Flip Powerbomb onto the bridge ladder spot always looks crazy. But for some reason, Zelina Vega hitting it, it felt harder than even when like Andrade did it to Finn Balor a couple years back. Um, <laughs> incredible stuff. Um, just Trish Stratus in general was incredible in this match, which I was kind of stunned because I, mean, I didn't think it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah, no offense, Trish, you're kind of old. Um, but um, yes, yeah, so she was great in this. Um, I'm very happy with the winner. I am so thrilled with the winner. And uh, not to leave her out, but Becky Lynch is also incredible in this match. Her and Bailey were both great. Um, 
the only tiny little knock I have on this match is I wish it was longer. And I know it was already almost 20 minutes, but I want more of a car crash. The longer the car crash, the better. <laughs> so, yep, totally feel that. I'll be honest. Um, I had made some predictions in my own head. I've been pretty negative on damage control and Becky Lynch uh, just recently. I think that they haven't been performing their best, not like in the ring, but just, you know, the push has not been there uh, from the audience. You know, I haven't felt them in a very long time. To me, they carried this match, and I don't mean carried because I think everyone did great. I think Zelina Vega did fantastic. All of her moves were performed wonderfully. Uh, Trish, actually, you know, being great. Everyone is being wonderful. Um, but the whole Becky Bailey, I was glad neither of them won, but they sure had me going. Mm -hmm. You know, they had me feeling as this like, oh gosh, are they actually going to do this? Like the four horsewomen, we need more. Mm -hmm. But you know, and so instead of being dull, there was something there, and mm -hmm. I hadn't felt that in a while. And of course, the the spot at the end, like you said, Lana. Oh my gosh, what an amazing spot! It was so creative. I think this was even more fun than the dominant Cody match for me. And mm -hmm. I remember, at least at this point in the card, I was like, I have had so much fun. That's like the word that stuck out to me. Is like, man, this has been great. And props to Io. Yeah. I was so impressed with Trish Stratus in this match. I had, I, you know, Trish Stratus has really brought it this year. I don't know if it's because her kids are much older. She's just in a completely different, like, like what are these people taking that you've got people that were like, like, look at Carlito, look at Trish, Lita, like, like, what is even Michelle McCool when she makes her like Royal Rumble spots yearly, like, what is going on? What like are is like what is the secret here? Kool Aid. Um, They're drinking some really good Kool Aid. That's my guess. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It has to be the completely uh, hundred percent legal uh, Kool Aid. Um, so yeah, but they they really are, and I think it is this new era of like you know trish and lita did not get to really demonstrate their abilities you know they had the time they had their moments they showed what they could do they brought a new level of physicality yes all of that is true that paved the way to where the women are now but they weren't quite there right and now to see them hang with these women it's 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 very admirable and i love it uh eo sky great winner great winner um i really think that it, it, I'm excited. I, I was, I was just in shock throughout this whole match at how good it was. And just moment after moment of like, Ooh, ooh, ooh. like I'm glad the men went first and I'm glad the women went where they went. Um, I, you know, this match could have closed the show and probably should have as the namesake of the pay-per-view. I think that that would have been, um, pretty cool i understand why it didn't and i understand why they didn't but you know it's it was good i probably yeah. best female money in the bank ladder match i could agree it was the one spot for me with becky throwing trish onto that ladder and she landed face first on that ladder and i was like oh my God, Trish Stratus might be dead. Like it was the way she landed and the way they it it was just a good match. I enjoyed this match. I feel like oh yeah, it was it was a good match and I kinda loved it. So and EOS guy, great winner. Appreciate 
Deserved. Well deserved. Nothing else needs to be said. Deserved. But let's move on to Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. I'm gonna let y'all talk because I have thoughts. Really? So, want to talk about your experience watching this match live? I mean, truly, it was the best, right? Uh, well, let me tell you about my experience, guys. So, um, I remember about the first 22 seconds of this match, and uh, then I fell asleep. Uh, I had a nice little nap, and I napped all the way through everything. I got woken up at some point in time in the next match. I don't even remember when. I was half delirious for it. Bring it and up. just to say, it dragged on from this point for me. This is when it started for me, because, of course, I fell asleep. So uh, I'd love to hear what you guys thought of this match. I, I thought it was good. I, I really enjoyed um, this match. I, it, was, it was the main event that Money in the Bank needed. And this, we could have gone home happy. I, I mean, I, I don't know what more was expected out of the two of them. It was a great, phenomenal wrestling match. And I think that is, it had a good story. It had good back and forth. It was competitive. Um, you know, I didn't foresee Seth losing yet. So I really felt like I was taken a little bit out of the element of predictability. I think that now we've gotten into an era for better, not for worse, but we've gotten into an era where longer term championships are a thing. So we're not playing hot potato with the belts. I don't foresee Seth losing the belt anytime soon, which is somewhat problematic, I guess, when he's a fighting champion, but it doesn't have to be. I, I don't know. But Finn Balor, I think this is the best Finn Balor we've gotten in uh, you know, yes, him at Hell in a Cell with Edge was good. That, or not at Hell in a Cell, but in the Hell in a Cell with Edge was good. But I I just feel that I really like this evolution of Finn Balor's character. And I, I, I enjoyed this match. It was good for me. I don't know. Three and a half stars for me. Would have been stars in the Tokyo Dome. Okay, so for me... I'll be honest, I was kind of underwhelmed. And I don't mean by the actual in-ring. I think the in-ring stuff was great. Um, I honestly think this is probably one of the better matches I've seen out of both of them in a while. Um, I don't know. I just really think it was a missed opportunity. Um, I get the idea that Seth just won the spell. You know, we don't want him to lose it right away. But also, he's defended it six times already. It's not like he hasn't had any defenses. Um seven if you count this match i think so he's had a lot of defenses in that short period of time and i also just think finn really deserves a world title run on the main roster like an, a proper run with a belt and again seth rollins does not need a championship to be over it is the same thing with like the undertaker sure he can win a belt every now and then but the belt should never be the focus of this of this person um not to mention Damian Priest winning Money in the Bank. I don't know. It just feels so tailor-made for Finn Balor to be world champ right now. Um, now, do I think Finn is taking the belt off Seth at SummerSlam? It's possible. I could see it, and I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, also, I don't know how many of you all are like Impact Wrestling fans at all at TNA back in the day, but uh, this Finn Balor character is giving me very much no one AJ Styles. 
Uh, if, you, if you're not familiar with that gimmick, that's what I call emo AJ Styles when he came out that wasn't Get Ready to Fly, aka his better theme. Um, and I don't know. I feel like we're heading that way with Finn. Maybe not quite as like emo, but like very much I am on my own. I don't care about anyone else. I am finally putting myself up as a priority. And I think that could happen by maybe like Royal Rumble, honestly. I wouldn't disagree. I kind of okay. So for me, this match, I didn't find it boring by any means. Like, I, I didn't think it drug for me. I just was like, I kind of know what's gonna happen now because I was like, well, since they, I mean, they gave Damian Priest the 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 briefcase, sure, great, but then Dominic lost, and I was like, well. Then the whole Judgment Day being successful, having a great night and, you know, taking it all probably is not going to happen. And then I was like, and, and they just gave Seth the belt, you know, and it's a little soon to take it off of him, I guess, if you want. I mean, I don't mind the hot potato belt. I kind of feel like that makes it more interesting for me. Like if Finn would have taken this belt from Seth, at Money in the Bank, and then Seth turns around and takes it back at SummerSlam, then that'd be like, oh, okay, then that'd make it interesting because it's like it's the power shift and Finn takes it back or Finn takes it at what's coming up, Survivor Series or whatever is coming up. Survivor Series is coming up? No, SummerSlam. Uh, SummerSlam. Then I don't know what's after way back. I mean, SummerSlam, like even if it's the big four, like the big four where they do that, not not even like the paybacks and the things like that. Like, let's say he took it off of him at Money in the Bank, and then SummerSlam comes around and Seth takes it back. And then after SummerSlam, it's Survivor Series. And then they, you know, just a little back and forth. I wouldn't mind that because it feels like a power shift. And in the middle of that, you have Damian Priest holding a briefcase, threatening each of them, like, ah, I can come take it today, or nope, I tell them to take it next. You know, I don't mind that, but I felt like this was like, hmm, I do feel like it was a missed opportunity. I feel like Finn should have gotten the belt. I feel like he needs a decent title reign. I feel like he should have had it in the first place. I don't think they should have gave it to Seth Rollins anyway. I feel like they should have gave it to Finn Balor to begin with, but since they did Seth, he got a hold. I think he'll hold it maybe till SummerSlam. Maybe. I don't know. So, but I, I feel like that's when Finn, if they go let somebody take it off, it has to be Finn at this point. Like, it can't be anybody else right now. It, it has to be Finn Balor. And I feel like he deserves that. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I did. I found like the wrestling in this match was amazing. I didn't expect anything less from Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. I think they were going to always give us a good wrestling match, and they did. But I just was like underwhelmed by the predictability of the outcome. And I was just like, I wanted more. But it was not a bad match by no means of for me. Now I will be honest though. I took, I didn't watch the whole show live. I ended up watching uh, half of it. Then I had some company come over, so I had to stop watching it and I had to go back and rewatch. But when I ended up taking like two days to rewatch the whole show, and I watched this match and I was like, I need to take a break because I had some stuff to do. And I was just like tired. 
And so I had to take a break before it got into the next match. So maybe that's why I don't feel like it drug for me. If I probably sat and watched the whole thing three hours, three and a half hours, maybe yeah. I was like, Listen, oh, just like gosh. Matt Riddle, I was tapping out. So. <laughs> I mean, and it happens. It happens. But so I guess maybe that's probably why it didn't drag for me because I took some time to watch it and took some breaks in between. But I found this match to be interesting, and I and it was still a good wrestling match. I still would, I would rewatch it because it wasn't bad to rewatch. It wasn't bad to watch. So, so after this match ended, I because I'm at my at my parents' house at this time, um, and I've commandeered their television in order to watch this, <laughs> and we're about to go get some Chinese food, right? Like that's oh. that's on the plan. So after this match, it was like, okay, it's a uh, what. 20 minutes till uh, 20 minutes till six. I'm like, there's one match left, you know, whatever. Then we start the recap. Yep. And we start the entrances. Yep. And we're just standing there in the ring, just standing. This match did not start until after 6.01. And this is on the East Coast for everybody paying attention. Uh, and I was just like flabbergasted. Like they left to go get Chinese food and came back and this match was still going on. And I just, and I messaged in the discord with you guys of like, I just don't care. I just, I, am not invested. I don't care. Honestly, this should have opened the show. Um, because I think that, yeah, I, I, this, I don't know if it was the match, if it was the feud, if it was the lack of real stakes, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, and Roman Reigns took his first pinfall loss in so long. And it, it was, again, it just kind of goes back to the like, yeah, it's good. But like, imagine if that was Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Yep. And, and I'll still keep saying that. But let's also talk about this real quick, right? This was a 32 minute and 10 second match. And you know what the best part of this match was? The best part of this match was Paul Heyman talking it up in the beginning of the show. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watched it. Shoutouts to Paul Heyman, the GOAT. Mm-hmm. But he made me be ready to care about this match. And after all of his work, I think giving it to the Usos right now was a mistake. Mm. Um, we'll see. I think maybe if uh, they subverted some expectations, because we have been watching uh, Roman be on a losing train. Uh, a little much so i think when he finally does drop the belt it's gonna feel like you know a whimper he's not gonna go out with a bang uh, at least to me um they've now put it in place that he can get pinned and so every title defense is going to be a little scary from this point on um but i don't know i think i think maybe um they've kind of hatched all of their chickens at this point i don't think there are any eggs left to count um in the basket that's kind of how i feel as the resident hater of this storyline, and as the person who has said multiple times that I think the storyline should die, Roman does not need to be the champ anymore, etc., etc., I will give them some props on a few things. One, I said at Night of Champions, Roman should have eaten the pin there. Um, I stand by that. I think eating the pin here is totally fine, too. I think what they need to do is they need to start breaking up his mystique a little bit. That way, these title matches feel more important. 
because we're going into shows like other than WrestleMania and arguably Elimination Chamber, we haven't really felt like Roman was going to lose the belt in a title defense in a long time. Um, so coming into other than those two, we need to have that mystique get broken up a tiny bit. And him finally eating a pin in a match where, granted, his belts weren't on the line or anything, but him eating a pin is important and it does add to the story. Second, Jay Uso being the one to pin Roman, I will admit, was very cathartic. I very much appreciated that. Um, also, the Samoan spike spear combo finish that him and Solo did, that shit is sick. Um, I will be pissed if that's not in the next 2K game. Uh, and additionally, Solo better not be with Roman after SummerSlam. That's all I have to say about that. Um, I really think what will add to Roman's prestige as a champion is if he can start winning on his own. He does not need to have the Usos and Solo to win. Um, and that's what they need, the story they need to tell, is that at first he thought, oh, I don't have the Usos. I lost. You know, I, they beat us. They beat me. And then going into SummerSlam... Probably going to be fighting Jey Uso in a singles match for the belts. Um, Roman will win that match probably, as much as it pains me to say it, because I really want him off my damn TV screen. But I think at this point, based on the storyline they are telling, the bloodline will be over by Survivor Series at the absolute latest. If you don't count this as already being dead. For me... As the resident who loved this storyline, who continues to love this storyline, who don't hate Roman being a champion as much as most people do, I like this match. I thought this match, yeah, did it go a little, little bit longer than I felt like it should have? Sure. It was a little, a lot of talking, a lot of, but I felt like this was the beginning of the end. This isn't going to be the end of the bloodline story, but this is the beginning of the end of the bloodline. And I feel like having the Usos win this match is going to set up an, a few more things coming down the road. I feel like, yes, it showed Roman can be pinned. He is beatable. I agree with Brooke that it's going, it took the mystique off of Roman. And when, when the time comes, because Solo is eventually going to leave Roman too as well, I feel like when Solo leaves and Roman starts showing people, I don't need the Usos. I don't need Solo. I don't need Paul Heyman to win. I just need to be Roman Reigns. And he goes and wins a few things without any help and it's clean. Then it's like, okay, Roman is back at the top of his game only for somebody like Jay Uso to come behind and finally take the belts off him or whoever, Cody or whoever takes the belts off Roman. But when it happens, he has to build up his credibility of he can win without, like he's the tribal chief regardless of anybody. Mm -hmm. So I don't hate the story. I love the way the Usos won this match. I did like all the different spots in the match. Like this London crowd was all over Roman Reigns and I was lived for it and I was here for it. Like he was getting very annoyed with them. And that funny spot when he started pouting and was like, why are we even here? Like, this is so stupid. Why are we even, I was like, I laughed very hard about that. And his pep talk with Paul Heyman in the middle of the match and Paul was like, 
do you want your son, your son to sit at his table? I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. This is the, the ebbs and flows of a good story. Like they're telling good stories like Paul Heyman, the out, outsider of the family, pump, pumping up uh, Roman Reigns to get him back into the game when he losing it. The crowd is taking him out of it. Like it was such a good story. And then for Jay to do that same move, the last from the, the splash off the top, I just thought it was a good beginning of the end of this bloodline and the way it's going to happen. I, I don't know how they're going to end it. Not sure. But I do know that I'm not ready for it to go yet. <laughs> I kind of still like it. I'm not tired of it. I don't think, I mean, because after Roman loses the belt, he's going to leave for a while, which is fine. It, it has to happen and that's fine. But I don't want it to end with something so small. Like, I need this story to end with the bang that it started with and with the momentum that it's been going in. So, I don't know how it's going to end, but it it, yep. it it better not end with the and little whimper. You know like, what, Lana? I'm with you, because, you know, I would have preferred seeing Roman not take a pin here. Uh, I think, you know, one of the big reasons why Cody going in and WrestleMania being such an excellent match and what it was and why everyone was ready for it, he hadn't taken a pin there either, mm -hmm. and yet we were ready to watch Roman lose, right? Mm -hmm. So we didn't need that to be gone, but instead the mystique has been lifted, and so now, to me, what we're going to have the challenge, if I were, you know, a general manager of, of WWE, my challenge would be, how do you make him losing the belt feel? How do you make the audience feel more than at the previous previous WrestleMania? Mm -hmm. If you do it at SummerSlam, I don't see people caring as much. I think if you do it at Survivor Series, I don't see people caring as much. And so I'm with you, Lana. I think we do need more time. We need another build. Mm -hmm. And it's going to have to start now, and it's going to have to take a different direction. And so I think that his title reign and his importance has to live past the bloodline and mm -hmm. outside the bloodline for us to get a story with a, with a good enough ending. Yep. Because if not, it's going to be like, for the rest of my life will be like, why not 39? Right. It's going to be him and Paul Heyman are going to be the ones that have to build this up. And you don't have anybody better than a Paul Heyman to tell a story. So I think they got the perfect person in place to make this story end the way it should. And with the, 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 I guess the excitement that we need or we're looking for. And like, I, said, I agree. I don't think it's going to happen in any time soon. Maybe I feel like WrestleMania is when the time we finally Roman Reigns finally loses his belt. Sure, we have to people who don't like Romans go have to suck it up and deal with Roman Reigns holding the belt for the rest of this year. Sorry for you, but that's what has to happen for this story. We need a new buildup. We need a bigger buildup for when he does lose it. It's like now it makes sense. It's over. Roman is gonna leave for a while and rebuild rebrand himself rebuild himself and so when he does come back it'll be something else so i i agree i don't think it needed to happen right now but i mean i don't hate the usos winning this match i just feel like it could probably you know be something for the to further the story to further the story so we'll see and that is the matches we all talked about how we felt about it earlier so we don't have to do it again any other thoughts on this money in the bank anybody have you know in retrospect mm -hmm. better than backlash 
<laughs> you said it was it was a lot better than it Bad was not. Oh, okay. I'm about to say. Um, I think just a couple of things now. I'm re- remembering about how top heavy this was. It's kind of like up, right? I love the opening up until like the halfway through the movie, and then it kind of drags a little bit. And I still love the movie, but like, it's not like Inside Out. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Because I like to be dramatic and leave everybody with a lingering question to have our viewers ponder, and you won't ponder as well. Um, if you were going to book a match at SummerSlam, right, that is not, like, immediately obvious, a.k.a. we know we're getting Ronda and Shayna, we know we're getting a couple other things on the card. Um, what is your pitch for a match at SummerSlam that has not been, like, basically confirmed as of right now? Hmm... All right. Well, I can go first because immediately uh, something that I would like to see and I and, you know, there have been rumor mills and it's been this way for a while. But uh, I've I've seen recent rumors that Bray Wyatt might be making his return. Um, and then when he returns, he might be returning with the Fiend. Uh, these are rumor mills that have been going on for the past week. Uh, very, very small. But what I would like to see is, listen, we need the Finn thing to build. I think that maybe Finn should be the man to take it from Seth Rollins, but who can be that in-between man to come and have a really short build going in, maybe before a rematch, you know, if we're guaranteed a rematch, fine. But let's have a Fiend return. Let's have let's have the Fiend go for the, the World Heavyweight Championship, perhaps, um, even though I think he should stay on Seth until Finn takes it. I think that would give some build, and it would uh, allow some, like, more long-term storytelling when it comes to Finn and Seth. Hmm. Interesting. That's my thought. I want to see Edge make his return. Um, and I would like to see Edge take on Seth Rollins at SummerSlam um, because I think Edge has one last hurrah in him. And I think this is it. I think we're seeing Edge's swan song. I know it would be romantic for Finn to take it off of Seth, but also it would be romantic for Edge to take it off of Seth as well considering the feud that they had when Edge first came back. And I don't know. I just, I want to see Edge have one last good match. I want to be brought back to when I was a child watching Edge. And I feel like during most of his run, I have not had that experience. And this most recent run was not Shawn Michaels coming back in 2002. Um, And it's, I don't want to use the word tainted, um, but I can't think of a better applicable word. But I do think this more recent run of Edge may have tarnished his legacy just a little bit. Um, I think that in my mind, he was always a lot better than what he was. And I, I just didn't, I don't get the same feeling of reeks of awesomeness that I used to get with Edge when he's on my screen. So I would like to have that feeling recaptured. And I think a match with him at SummerSlam, even if it's not against Seth, just against anybody. Hell, put him against Dominic Mysterio. Give me that bit of joy. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that would be that would be amazing. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, I'm sitting here thinking, and I don't know. Because I feel like the obvious matches are the matches that I want to see anyway. So they're like, shoot. Uh, mm, I don't know. Well, I will pitch something for you then. This is just my opinion. Okay. Um, 
There's a couple of things that we haven't really been seeing get built up very much on programming lately. One of those, outside of their like baby feud they've had with Pretty Deadly, are Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens tag titles. Um, so what I want, right, is I would love to have a good old-fashioned tag team turmoil match, just like we just had on Raw, only better. Um, and the teams I want involved are Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, obviously, Pretty Deadly, obviously. Um, I want to have Alpha Academy, thank you, uh, involved because they've been doing some really great stuff. Uh, Maxine Dupree has been a really good addition to that group. Um, because they're still feuding with the Viking Raiders, the Viking Raiders should be involved in that as well. I would probably have them open the tag team turmoil, those two teams. Um, selfishly, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, I want them involved. Um, and then here's the big deal. I think we need to have some new tag champions. Titus O'Neil. Yes, the real deal. Titus O'Neil. Man, Titus Um, <laughs> But I think it is about time we got some new blood on the main roster in the tag division. Um, and, you know, the Creeds did just lose a loser leaves NXT match this past week on NXT. So I think uh, the Creed brothers, Julius and Brutus, could round out this tag foil match make it feel really cohesive, and also remind everybody about how many good tag teams we have. I didn't even throw in Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I very easily could. Um, and there's plenty of other teams. But um, I just think it would be a really good time to showcase the tag division. I think they absolutely deserve it. And Sammy and Kevin have been great champs. But I also think they are way more captivating as main event players than they are as tag team champions. Well, that's just me. All right. I can agree with that. I mean, me personally, I feel like it's it's time to separate those tag team championships, and we need to have Raw and SmackDown tag team champion. I don't know. We have enough in the division to do that, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just sad unified championships, honestly. Like, if we go have them, why? Unless they go defend them, like, all the time on both shows, like, what do, I don't know. Leaper. I don't know. Hey, but you know what I do know? I know that every single person listening to this should visit Etsy and buy some cut merch. So on your way out, if you're thinking about, oh man, I'm so excited. I want to tell everyone about how great this cut merch is. You should buy some. Uh, there are not just cups. We've also got like shirts and other merch coming. Um, so please check it out. And, uh, you know, thank you guys for being here and enjoying the show. I know we're about to wrap up, so I just had to plug again. The cut merch is great. And also, please do buy it. If you're watching this, you're on the second channel now, the Cup TV. Yes. Uh, and you know, we are always looking for those new subs from our old friends on the reality uh, page. So if you guys are uh, new to the channel, haven't subbed yet, go ahead, click that subscribe button, punch that notification bell straight in the face. Uh, we would love to have you to see us talk about all things WWE. A little bit of extra outside wrestling from time to time. Um, and we're just really excited to get to keep bringing new stuff on this new channel. And also, check us out on Twitter on our new The Cup Pod is our new handle. And check us out so you can get all the notifications on when we will drop all of these videos. This video will drop on SmackDown Saturday, as always, because that's what we do. All of our wrestling videos will fall on a Saturday. So anytime you want to check us out on this new channel on the Cup TV, then we will be here on Saturdays. 
Um, talking about all things wrestling and WWE mostly because that's all I watch. But, you know, maybe we'll talk about other stuff maybe some other day. Um, yeah, but also follow us on Twitter if, you know, if you just want to. Yep, check cool. these people out on Twitter. They're all great. Well, well, Not me, though. Well, well, I'll just yeah. my Twitter. So. <laughs> well, I'll chill. But, um, yeah, cut merch, all of that, whole new ones, because I have to make sure that I do this right before we leave because, you know, I, I, I like to go full screen when we talk because I like to see the visuals that we're talking about. But y'all know what to do. Like they said, hit all this, the bells, the buttons, the subscribes, the, the things, because you're on YouTube, you know what to do. And that's it. Thanks you all for joining. Thanks to my panel for being here. We had a great time. We'll be back for what's next? Summer? Baby. Yeah, yeah. We'll, be, we'll be back for SummerSlam. In, baby, it's always time to slam people. It's we love that. Up to the jam, SummerSlam. Pump up the jam, pump it up. Oh, wow. Okay, pump. all right. 30, I'm about to say 30 seconds so we don't get copyright, but okay. Thank you all so much and cheer, Joe. All right, peace out. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Let loose.